Hello, hello, hello. We are back for episode two of the Shenanigans and Shea Butter podcast with your hosts, Kaylin Elizabeth, Brianna, and Mia G. And I just want to start off by saying, like, how was your week, Brianna? How was the conference? The conference was really good. So it was in Austin. It was really, really nice there. Um, I actually really liked, I really liked the city a lot. Um, it was pretty clean and it, everything looked kind of new. I'm assuming that's because of gentrification, but it still <laughs> looked nice. And we stayed, um, the conference was at the JW Marriott. And so that's where we got our rooms at too. I've never been in a hotel room <laughs> that nice. It was really, really nice. They had like a, um, like a rooftop, root, wait, a rooftop bar with like a pool. So it was really cool. It was really hot. But I've never experienced dry heat. I've only been to places where it's also humid. So like here it's humid when it's hot because we're close to the lake. And I've been to Thailand, it's hot, Florida. So experiencing dry heat for the first time was really nice. It was like 100 degrees every day, but didn't necessarily feel like it. So that was pretty cool. That Um, sounds horrible. Yeah, I know. It sounds really bad, but it it really wasn't that bad. And I'm not very tolerant of heat. Um... And then the conference itself was pretty good. Um, I did two presentations there. Both of those were very well received. Um, I was worried, (laughs) but they went really well, so that's exciting. And we did them earlier in the day so we could kind of have the rest of the day to do do whatever, kind of got it out of the way. Um, But in general, the conference was pretty good. There were a lot of, um, I guess, discussions on ethnicity and race and inclusion um this year so that's that's good so it's really good what about you guys what'd you do not too much just working and trying to prioritize my life and my to-do list because i typically just wean my weeks but i'm trying to be better about being intentional Mm -hmm. about my weeks because i feel like i tell clients all the time like be intentional about your week like don't just go day by day like what do you want to get done for the day? So I'm trying to be more intentional about that, but that's very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So trying to be more intentional. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how did these engagement pictures come out? Oh, yeah. We did do that. I almost forgot. I'm such a bad fiance. Um, so the engagement pictures came out really nice like I got to look at them on the camera hopefully we should get them back within like the next week or so um the guy works pretty fast so we went to Millennium Park which was really nice we were initially going to the um the planetarium to take pictures but there was like a EDM concert happening Hmm. or whatever and like the photographer called us like on our way there and was like there's a thousand people over here so we're just gonna go to Millennium Park I hope you're not already here but luckily, we were like three minutes away, so we we're like, cool. So we went to Millennial Park. Um, sun was setting, and I was worried that we weren't gonna get like really like any sunlight. But photography is like an amazing thing. Like mm-hmm. I always knew that it was more than just like aiming and shooting pictures, but like there's like a lot of cool stuff that you can do with yeah. cameras and with a good camera. Yeah, with a good camera, and like it even got dark obviously at a certain point because mm-hmm. we got there. The appointment was at 6.30, but we got there a little bit after, like, closer to 7, so it was getting dark for sure, 
and um but he still managed to get like really good pictures like mm-hmm. we got pictures by the flowers we got pictures by um one of the fountains not by buckingham cool. fountain but we did get pictures yeah. by like like standing in the water which was not as bad like we stood like in like this like it leads out into like a mini pond i mm, guess okay. we stood in the pond and took pictures and there's like reflections of light and all that other stuff and it was cool forgot that it was labor day weekend so there were a million people <laughs> down there <laughs> so um anybody looking to have photo shoots done for whatever reason especially engagement pictures do not do it on a holiday weekend because everybody and their mama and kids will be down there. Makes sense. So. Especially if the weather's nice, a free day to do whatever to go to Chicago. It was the perfect day. What's good that you got to take your pictures on like a good day um, before this kind of gloomy weather has peeked through and apparently it's going to stay around. So. Yay! Yeah. I, fall I, is here. I like uh-huh. fall. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted my pictures to be done while it's sunny and warm because mm-hmm. taking pictures in the cold is not ideal ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> um, we didn't do engagement pictures because... We had been engaged for about two years, and so I felt like I missed my window, and I also didn't feel, I don't know, I didn't feel like it was necessary at the time. So we didn't do engagement pictures, but we did get married in the fall. I was cold. It's yeah. cold out. Cold outside. We were there. Oh, yeah, it was one a, year is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next that month, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. October. Yeah, that was October really 28th. Yes, I was getting ready to say no, but that's right. <laughs> I was getting ready to give a whole different date and I was say about the thirteenth. No, no, no. You got married on the twenty eighth of October. Uh, that's oh, yes. So our actual anniversary of us dating is the twenty seventh, and we initially wanted to get married on the twenty seventh. Worked out perfectly. It was going to fall on that Saturday. Give people time to like recoup before the next day because I have to go to work the next day. Um, but it was a lot cheaper to get oh, yeah. married on like not a Saturday. Yeah, it was almost yes. half the price. So mm-hmm. we were just like, screw it, let's just do Sunday instead. But yeah, that is coming up. So yes, pictures outside in the cold. It was very cold and windy that day. Unfortunately, at least it didn't rain because it was supposed to. Yeah. So yeah, I would advise doing those pictures at a different time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, my weekend was pretty cool, you know. Stayed in, got some R&R. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm a homebody. I like to stay at home. Watched a couple movies. Anything good? Um, no. But you know I like to watch like the crappy Netflix movies anyway. Yeah. So. So anything so bad that you need to recommend for us to watch it? I'm still waiting on you to watch the one I told you about. I can't. I've watched two things now that you've recommended on, <laughs> they're on horror, Netflix. They're really bad. They're really bad. But they're good. Yeah. It's just like funny because it's so uh, bad. Well, that show that you wanted me to watch, I ended up watching the whole thing. Which Oh, with uh, the with family Tina? reunion? Something. Is that the one with the sc- you sent screenshots of like yeah. the bad wig? Bad wig? I um, needed answers. Listen, we had the support. Because, but who did I'm that? for everybody black? I know, but I want to know who was their stylist and who put that on her because you can get pretty decent wigs, um, where you can like braid it down and stuff like that, and it looks you know relatively like natural. 
for not that much money. I it should have definitely been in their budget to get a better wig. Yeah, hundred dollars, <laughs> one hundred fifty dollars. You couldn't pull it. I think it was more of the installation that was the problem. That wig was not able to be braided. It was that was not a braided. Horrible. You could not braid the hair down on that wig. Horrible. And you tried to braid it, and it still looked like a wig. Uh, it was just it was bad. It It was bad. It makes me think of that Today Show episode with the black girl, and they were trying to do her hair. Was it the Today Show or whichever oh, show? Oh yeah, they were trying to do her hair, and she's like, you know, like her hair was jacked up, like she's like pulling it into like a ponytail and like, and, like the spreading the ponytail. <laughs> yeah, let it out, just a little. Oh, so gorgeous, so gorgeous. Like, like that is a mess. Why y'all do that to her? I don't know. But we have a silent guest. We'll see if he wants to introduce himself today. He might pop in and out of the conversation. Talk huh? to you. You. Oh, what happened? You want to introduce yourself since you're going to be in and out the conversation today? Hey, I'm Jonesy. You want to plug your show? No, nah, we don't got to do all that. What Are you, you going to plug his show? Right, they're going to listen to this and then they're going to go, oh, let's go see what Jonesy talking about. And yeah. they're going to be highly disappointed. That's not true. That's not true. You sure? All right, I'll plug it at the end. Okay. Okay, okay, we'll get the plug at the end. Okay, so we're just going to move on into our shenanigans of the week. We got a lot to talk about today, ladies. So, and gents. And gent, one gent. Right, ladies and gents. So, let's dive right on into it. Okay, so on the list, um, I kind of wanted to bring up cancel culture and just have a general discussion with you guys on your, like, your thoughts of the trajectory of cancel culture, I guess. Um, I think that in its intent, it's like a good, a good, a good thing. But <laughs> I think struggling. Why are you laughing? Wait, she said cancel culture was a good thing. Hold on, no, I'm getting ready to. No, continue. I think <laughs> its purpose or its development was supposed to be a good thing. And then it took a whole left turn where if you don't agree with somebody, we're not allowed to have differing, I mean, depending on what it is, but you're not allowed to have a different opinion than someone else, especially if they're in the limelight, like a celebrity or something, and they have an unpopular opinion. Now it's the bandwagon thing to, okay, well, let's just cancel them. And it's like, well, I don't think that was cancel culture's initial intent, but now it's kind of like morphed into something a little bit more negative or potentially problematic in itself so i was just curious on you guys's thoughts on cancel culture i think that cancel culture is very reactive Mm -hmm. i think there's a lack of conversation within statement said or action done and then straight to we don't like that instead of really approaching like where is this coming from? What is your intent behind it? What do you mean? What are your what? What do you mean by what you say? Can you repeat that? I'm not doing this. Today. We're not getting into that conversation. <laughs> We're not intentions getting intentions matter. And I intentions when we had do that matter. conversation, they matter sometimes, not all the time. All, all the time. Intentions mm-hmm. don't matter. Yes, they no. do. All the time. Anyway. That's another episode. I feel yeah, like Yeah, we'll cancel. have a whole episode dedicated to intentions. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, cannot wait for that one. But I'm stressed. Um, I feel like conversation is missing out of cancel culture. Um, and I feel like that's missing out of our 
ability to communicate as a whole, like as a society, like there just isn't enough communication. And I think maybe that's because it takes, it requires intention. It requires work to sit there and have a full blown conversation with somebody about what they said, what it meant, its impact on you and its impact on society as a whole when they make statements as such or make do actions Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I feel like that's where it becomes problematic. Like, yes, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but then when it comes to, like, facts, like, facts are not opinions. And I feel like... Yes. The they two are? of those... In 2019? Facts are not opinions? What? What? No, they are not opinions. Facts are facts and opinions Contrary are Contrary to opinions. popular belief. <laughs> opinions are like elbows. We all have one. Right? That's fine. I just need some people without a <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. No, but it's it's fine for you to have an opinion, but you have to be okay with your opinion and then be able to respect other people's opinion. Yeah, I think that's what cool. we lack. Well, I have two problems. One, with cancel culture, who decides someone's canceled? And Anybody Instagram. And or literally, Twitter. yeah. Well, I don't have Twitter, so am I? I can I not cancel somebody? You do Instagram, it on Instagram, so you can cancel somebody on there. Okay. So this is my issue. I think with cancel culture came. Okay, we canceled this person, but so we gonna trade them and we gonna bring this person and invite them to the barbecue. And I hate it because we cancel R. Kelly and we cancel like Stacey Dash. And... Stacey Dash was the original canceled person. She's yeah. been canceled for. Ever, yeah. But then, who said that Gary Owen can come to the cookout? So here's a different problem. Who is given? Who has the power to invite people to the cookout? Because you cannot. Everybody can't invite everybody to the cookout. No. As long as you got a Twitter, you can. No, it's wrong. Like there needs to be a sit down conversation with Black Twitter. There needs to be a talk about the Black delegation on who can come to the cookout and who can't, and who's making these decisions. Because it's like we're canceling people for being problematic. But then we're also inviting people to the cookout, and I think, they are also problematic in their own ways. Because some people are culture vultures, but yes, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. I so I guess on on that, I think inviting people to the cookout is also a little problematic in itself, um, because I think it creates this, it upholds this otherness of like we're not the same as you even though i yes we all have cultural differences and different cultural backgrounds even within your family like Mm -hmm. nobody is the same in that instance so but i think it kind of upholds this like otherness and i think black people have kind of been put into obviously the other group even through like academia like you don't need to do a bunch of research on the black community to understand the black community just have black friends do you know or like not even just talk to somebody expand your horizons but i guess i don't know i don't know what is that face i was trying to see if i agree or disagree but i have to process that more yeah well in the instance of like academia who is doing most of the research it's usually oh don't get me started yeah white women exactly and so it's like but also, you we could here, just... And we not getting published. Because Karen got published for writing about colorism. 
Like, I don't live it. But all right. Yeah. So I think that was, I think that's my point. It's like, who's doing, not to say that like research doesn't need to be done. Right. Because it definitely does. But who's contributing to the conversation and how are they contributing and what lens are they looking at their research through? Who's controlling the narrative? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So should Dave Chappelle be canceled? No. Mm. Nope. He ain't say nothing wrong. Cricket. Cricket. How do you make a cricket sound? <laughs> <laughs> like we need a soundboard. It's a car <laughs> Dave Chappelle is problematic. And I think initially any comedian who takes the satirical approach, that gut reaction is going to be problematic. And I think beyond that, you have to one, understand satire, and then be able to discern between satire and actually just making fun of whatever controversial topic that's mm-hmm. at hand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the issue is. I have not watched Dave Chappelle's new stand-up, but I did watch the one when he first came back into the spotlight with Netflix, and I got some of the satire, but then there were parts of it where I'm just like, mm, don't know what he was trying to accomplish with that joke. Because usually with satire, as gritty and grimy as it can be, and as messed up as it can sound, I get the point behind it. Like, Mm -hmm. South Park being, like, a perfect example. South Park is straight satirical. Yes. But people are so offended by it because they don't understand that that is not what they actually believe, but they're making a point. They're making it so exaggerated and elaborate that people with that don't critically think about the messages that they're trying to send oh my through gosh, critical comedy. thinking. But critical isn't that what comedy is though. All comedy is not satirical. It's not. So that's my so yeah, I agree that some stuff is satirical, but I think in our society at least comedians have kind of been like separated out into people who can say whatever and I don't know is that problematic or not. No, anybody could say whatever they want to say. It's who chooses to hold you accountable. Well, yeah. Yes. That's true. That's true. I feel like comedians are held less accountable. I think... Comedians getting punched in the face out out here for what they say. Now. Well, yeah, now. (laughs) Now. It's a different world now. It's a different world now, but in the past, they've kind of been, like, segregated out as, like, people who don't have repercussions for what they're saying because like they're either saying what everybody thinks, but can't say because it's like not appropriate or, but I think now people are starting to be softer because yeah. people back in the day found comedians as funny because mm-hmm. if Eddie Murphy came out with raw or delirious now, Oof. yeah, yeah, that's Oof. not, yeah. so there would be no Different more times. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that we appreciate or, respect now prop if they had come out now either a wouldn't have taken off or b would have been immediately canceled if they tried to say some of the stuff they had said then now but back then i guess like we people just took it as comedy and now i think we're a little bit more sensitive which i don't necessarily think is a bad thing i think it can be a bad thing but it's not inherently a bad thing because I think we do need to be mindful of like words hurting people. Like words hurt people, whether it's a joke or not. Mm-hmm. Like especially like 
particularly let's use race or race jokes as an example like you might not like it it was a joke but maybe you're like hmm I didn't really like that and then that's your fault well if we don't get I would say you, you get offended that's, that's on you all I'm gonna say is if we cancel Dave Chappelle we also need to cancel Ali Wong who was that yeah <laughs> I was like, who was Ali Wong? She, the, she's, I don't know if she's Asian or Asian American. I don't know. I want to say she's Asian American though. Oh, is she um, the one with the pregnant? She, yeah, she does like Baby Cobra or. Oh yeah, okay. That's always yeah. Be My Maybe? No? Yes. Oh. That's her. Oh. She did, it's a Netflix special too. And she made like a, a skeevy. Oh, that's a Rachel word. Skeevy. <laughs> Shout out to Rachel. Oh. Uh, she made like a skeevy racial joke about African Americans. No one has canceled her. I don't know what that joke. So is. it's just like I feel like people get canceled for different reasons, but I feel like there's a hierarchy of getting canceled mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily appreciate. Because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people get canceled for talking about like the LGBTQ community or uh, like. I don't know anything else, but like if you make like a black joke, you're not necessarily canceled. It might be problematic for a little bit. Yeah. Like you might get highlighted as like, oh, you probably shouldn't have said that for a little while. Yeah, but, but is the intention to cancel like for real, for real actually there? No. And I find that problematic in itself. But whatever. Maybe, I guess maybe there's boundaries around like what constitutes like a hard like canceling. Mm-hmm. So, like, I believe it's Michael Richardson. So, if you are familiar with Seinfeld, that would have been Kramer's character when he dropped the N-word at one that of his stand-ups. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was hilarious. But he dropped it, and it wasn't, in his case, it wasn't even necessarily in the context of a joke, if I recall. Like, no, he was talking to the audience. Right, he was talking somebody to somebody was in the audience. And he started going off. Right, which heckling, I, I'm not a comedian, but from what I understand, heckling, one, is disrespectful, but I feel like it's part of the culture as well. So that was, he got canceled like immediately after that. You do not hear about Kramer anymore. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> that was just like a hard, like things like that hard, like you are canceled for certain. Yes. Stuff like R. Kelly in. Oh, he canceled, canceled, canceled. It took raping to underage girls. I'm not going to say having sex, raping underage girls, minors. You get canceled for that. That but is a criminal. It took. 13,000 years that's from a, whole, a man's to be canceled. But that's a whole other... That's a whole other that's a, thing. That's, that's a whole other conversation whole, with... Because it was black women. Yeah. That's part of it. That's but part of it. And then... Different who, world. If you got money. Yeah. Different world. Mm-hmm. And I think... Time's what up. We, what we... It's in the black community, time. at least, how we view pedophilia. And like... Uh uh-uh, uh, that's a whole different topic. That's a whole different. That's, that's a whole, whole different. Coming topic. to an episode near you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for because that's yeah. a whole thing in itself. So, all right. But speaking of cancel culture, I think it's important that we talk about somebody who's been like, not necessarily need to be canceled, but just been doing a lot. That's your girl Nikki. Nikki <laughs> Minaj. What I did ref- she do? Retired. Oh. I don't made it seem like she did something bad. She, okay. No, I mean, prior to her announcement, she's just been treading. She's just been messy. I think she's been doing a lot. Yeah. Since her Queen album dropped, I think there's been a lot in between that 
it's not problematic. It's just like messy. A lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Meek, Meek, Meek Mill says she appealed here and she acting like it. Ooh. Well, didn't uh-huh. she tell off Joe Budden or something about that? Mm-hmm. She yeah. went off. As he in A-W-F us- off. <laughs> right. I mean, if you tell a cokehead that he does coke, he's probably going to get mad at you. Yeah. Even though that's what he does. And probably try to fight you on right. top of that. Like, she I'm tried surprised to be she like, didn't fight him. Of all people, because we know Joe Budden has like a history with drug use. But I love Joe Budden. Shout out to Joe Budden. I know. I love his <laughs> podcast. But that's like, great. when I was listening to the interview, her energy, I feel like, was not what he was giving her like if he was trying to be argumentative and like combative with her and he didn't even bring up the drug use in like a negative or shaming kind of way he was just kind of like said it as in like yes you did and then she lost it and was like how dare you and it's like since we all know that you have been you say it in your songs and like yes you can say things in your songs that you don't necessarily do but also i think we all know that you actually have in the past whether you do it now or not. I think she's been doing it the whole time. Yeah. Except when she was with Gucci. When she, she was, was with Gucci. It. Not like intimately. I'm about to say, oh, did I like, miss Like when they were like making, when they made music together. Oh, oh okay. I'm like, did I miss a whole right. like, I was like, what? <laughs> No, like her pre Gucci said in his rant like, that he knocked her off. Y'all ain't see that Gucci rant in 2013? No. Y'all gotta get on Twitter, man. That shit was hilarious. I feel like I need Dang, to revamp. Gotta, what we at, 25 minutes? I got <laughs> you gotta y'all. delete that whole... <laughs> <laughs> look. No, I... What does knockoff mean? He had um, intercourse. Intim- yeah, oh. it was intimate with... Him and an affiliate had intercourse yeah, with you can't Nicole say, Minaj. We can't say knockoff on, Nicole the, in, on the podcast. <laughs> Nickname is Nikki, but her name ain't Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> Onika, Onika is retiring. She is retiring. Family. I feel. Yeah. I feel, despite Nikki's expressions of herself, I think that we need to give the girl some grace. For what? Because she ain't every... been that graceful at all. But why has she not been graceful? That's something you take over her. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I, I feel like. Nikki took off quickly, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Her mixtapes were dope. Like, that is the Nikki everybody who followed her back then has been looking for. And I think she tries to give that. And maybe we're just not seeing it that way. What do you, I, wait, what? Yeah, what, what you, you mean explain? trying to get Yeah, Because her music trash. <laughs> Hot trash. But I don't, she doesn't feel it's trash. I think she honestly, yeah. like with the Queen album, I know she was kind of all over the place with like, vibes that she was trying to send off but i genuinely feel like nikki thought she was giving us you know those mixtapes you can listen to an entire Nicki minaj album i listened to queen like because front to back? i listened to it after listening to joe Button's podcast critiquing her album <laughs> <laughs> and i had to know what he was talking about and then i went back and listened to his podcast again after listening to the queen album and i was like i see what you mean yeah i think well, because I know, I think Pink Print was kind of like, everyone was kind of like, eh, I don't really know. But I personally, I liked Pink Print. And I think I liked it more than I liked Queen. Queen has some songs on there that don't get talked about a lot, but are like really good. I like, like Queen. LLC is good. LLC is a hit. And Good Form? 
I wasn't crazy about Good That's Friends. a banger. I, I like her white though. I stopped listening to Nikki when she started singing. I was just so in 2012. Yeah, <laughs> she came in the game singing. I was, seriously, I was done. I was she like, says no. she can be Lauren Hill too. She can rap and sing. Don't get yeah. it. Why we ain't cancel Lauren for not showing up to nothing? But whatever. Leave Why Lauren we alone. cancel her for ruining marriages? Leave. Oh, what she do? Lauren Hill ain't he no ain't, saint. She, 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 she make it sound good in the music. She ain't paid her band that recorded her music. She. Ooh, yeah, yeah, she Lauren done Hill some problematic things. Lauren. Yeah, We're not stick. even gonna talk about Lauren, Lauren. right now because she's having a hard time. Why Clef said she, pray she for her. <laughs> Why Clef said pray for her because she going through Someone some things. Someone please call 911. <laughs> Oh, yikes. That energy you put out into the world will come back. It does oh, come man. back. It does the same go for Erica Badu. We're not talking about Erica, but did that come for her too? Yeah, what, that used to what, be your baby. What, so. what did she do? What? Everybody. She got three baby daddies. That was intentional. I'm going to leave it at that. What do you mean? She ain't cheat on nobody. No, she ain't cheat. She just got three baby daddies. She, she wanted she that check. I'm saying she wanted those checks. Oh. She on her music. She don't need she, no, baby, no baby mama check. From J Electronica? Who is that? No, not exactly. From, not from J Electronica, no. Oh but God. Andre 3000. Yeah. I mean, she got the kid. And he grown now. Seven is grown. Yeah, he, grown on, his, he on her mixtape. But she ain't <laughs> cheat on nobody Erica, and have sex with, no, with nobody's husband like Lauren did. Miss Jackson was written for a reason. And Who that was, about was her. Lauren shocking with? A celebrity or no? I'll do my Googles, but yeah. I I know I've heard of that, but I'm not sure. I've never heard that. That's wild. Lauren is something. (laughs) Sure. But I'm not even going to rag on Lauren. She going through it. I don't know how Alicia Keys slipped through too, but. First of all, pause. (laughs) Because I don't let her slip. First of all, she needs to be absolutely canceled. Because first of all, how do you. No, because how do you steal somebody man? And then y'all all write a book about it? She wrote multiple songs about it. Like, but they the all like, she, like, wrote a book about it. She documented the way it played out. <laughs> but then they wrote a book about it. Like, not even like a therapist-y book, but like a, like a book that well, a therapist her... will refer. Like, oh, this is how you have a blended family. Oh, how, the blended family book, yeah. How well, I guess dare her and the, you? the mom or the ex-wife. They were married. The ex-wife. I guess they worked out their differences. I they could have gone to therapy. I don't and worked it out. I don't care. How dare you? I you don't see Gabrielle Union have, over here writing books about having a blended family. Look, have healed. They have healed. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I never forget. Her I don't forget. Them. Alicia Keys has kind of like slid under the radar on that, and I'm like. Um, she said that Swiss <laughs> was not together with his wife. If you legally when they married, got together. You, you together. If you ain't were they separated? Because I, I, I thought they were not. Legally? I thought they were like together. I don't. I'm not sure I understand either. Yeah. Hey, Siri. Whoop. Oh, you got the Apple Watch too? I got a special Ooh. guest on the show, Siri. <laughs> she was ready. She went from Android I, to Apple. Ow. Now she got a watch? Guys, I'm, I'm still learning. Siri says she don't understand how Alicia Keys is not canceled. She don't understand how this book. Who is buying this book? Well, Alicia Keys isn't necessarily as popular as she used to be, though. I don't watch that. Well, she so is that canceled to a certain extent? I don't think canceling Alicia Keys. I don't think she necessarily needs to be canceled. Canceled, but I think there needs to be an acknowledgement. She needs to be reprimanded. I think. What did she do? She already has done her time. They just celebrated like 
seven years or That's something like that. It. They've been okay, together for a minute now. I what feel did like she do? She, okay, she here's, the, what it, here's the what? problem. She's accused of taking Swiss beats away from his ex-wife while he was still married. Don't let your girlfriend stop you from finding your wife. It was her wife. It was his wife, though. And I, what? Oh, don't <laughs> let your girlfriend stop you from finding your real wife. Love you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Y'all gonna hear somebody getting dropped <laughs> in this episode. Get dropped if you want to. What you mean? What you mean? You know what I mean. What you mean? All right. Same energy. Don't let your boyfriend stop you from finding your real husband. That ain't. That's that's trash. Oh, no. That's trash. No, that sounds like. That's sexist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it's a double standard. I'm just saying. Which is. Double standards usually are rooted in either some sort of sexism or like white supremacy. Boom. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> we're cutting. Moving on to our shenanigans, we got a little more shenanigans before we head into our shea butter. On that note, how are we feeling about Jeannie, Mai, and Jeezy? Hey, honey, I'm here for it. Jeezy kind trash. Of. His music? No, I honestly just didn't. Trash. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that Jeezy was still like a thing. What what you mean? Mean? He, reti- he just put out his last album and he's retired. He's done. And he got so his master's back. So everybody's retired? Well, yeah. you remember how Jay-Z said he was retired 87 times that's, and never retired. Okay. So that's what I was about to bring up. What are these retirements? What is the purpose? I, Nikki has always said that when she hit, like, I don't know, 40. By 40, she wanted to have be married, have a family. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I don't understand... And I guess this is her own personal decision too, but I'm like, you can do all those things and right. still pursue your career that you love and are passionate about. I think yeah. she just means she's taking a break. I don't foresee her like never, ever making music again. I, I think hope she don't. I, I think that she will be back. Um, but I, I don't think want she. the barbs coming for us, okay? The barbs can be just as bad as I would as like to house. highlight that the thoughts and views no set barbs. on this podcast are a <laughs> Kaylin's alone that those are her her thoughts I I guess in theory I like Nikki yeah Yeah, I like her I like Nikki I do and I like I like her music too not I don't like all of it but you don't have to like all of somebody's discography to like them true so I think it's great that she's taken a step back from the limelight to focus on her own well-being her life I think that's great I think she needs. I think she needs a break. From what I understood on, because when she was it on her podcast, or I think when she went on Joe Budden's podcast after he was on hers, and there was that whole thing. I think what they were trying to say to her was like, "Why are you so reactive to literally anything and everything people say? You don't have to be as reactive." And I think that's a common argument too with Cardi. I think mm-hmm. she reacts to. Everything. Everything. She re- so reactive, but is she going to jail or no? I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't she think posted so. a picture the she other day that the lawyers. Yeah, I'm sure. Look, she can but afford she them. She said yeah. she technically she didn't do nothing. She didn't technically. Te- the technicalities is what really matters in the legal system. So mm-hmm. yeah, but did Gigi she actually though? I need to talk. Oh, about sorry. This. Okay. I didn't even know that Jeezy. Like, what is he retiring from? Let me not. Let me not brag on this man. You talking about his new relationship? Okay. Who's the girl? Like, what? Like, what does she do? 
Jeannie Mai is a talk show host on The Real. But before she that, do, she fashion-related stuff. Yeah, was, what a show was that? I don't remember. Uh, she had, like, a show on... C, I oh, think. or, like, E or something like that. Yeah. Was it, like, Rip the Runway or... Mm-hmm. No. Or? It was, like, one of those, like, people don't have, like, good fashion taste. Uh, what and not then, to wear, maybe? Maybe. She was, No, she wasn't on what not to wear. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but she was something similar, though. Yeah, but, I mean, I like Jeannie Mai. I used to watch The Real before they got rid of Tamar. Same. Because how dare they, but whatever. Um, I feel like I saw this coming because even when her, when she was married to Fred, like, cause they had like this man crush Monday segment and all her men mostly for the most part were always like black men. I definitely think Jeannie Mai might borderline hypersexualized black men, which is problematic. Hypersexualized or fetishized? Both. 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 I think they fall hand in hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she had expressed, like, while she was married, like, she loved her some Jeezy. So, I mean, her and her husband got a divorce, and... Here she is. Here she is. <laughs> like, boom. She's spoken into her future, though. I guess she didn't let her husband stop her from finding the man of her dreams. See? I was just about to there say you that. Go. Hey. <laughs> oh, but you just said that wasn't allowed not too long ago. What do you mean? So, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I guess I'm here for it. Let's see how it plays out. They look happy. She looks like she's thriving. So, but I guess to them. I'm still, so we, the whole, her previous comments of liking dark meat on the side. Yeah. I guess that, that is, reprim- like, she should be reprimanded, but not canceled. So I mean, I feel like they're. I feel like I feel like people are trying to cancel her. Nikki needs to be canceled. No, who who'd you say? Alicia Alicia Keys needs to be canceled and not reprimanded. But no, I said she needs to reprimand. But she also needs to be canceled, or no, she can just be reprimanded. She can just be reprimanded. Okay, okay, okay. But Jeannie needs to be reprimanded. Let me go back on my word. No, I've been (laughs) said that she can be reprimanded. Okay. But yeah, if we cancel Alicia, it's because of that singing is horrible. But. Don't Y'all seen her. that live show. Do Whoa. not act. Do not. And I get everybody has an off day. Of I get course. That. But that was. She didn't have too many off days. She like Let borderline in like. vocals live. She like borderline in Mariah Carey in her off days. But. Sorry. Okay, Mariah Carey's off days. Either she's like perfect or it's like wow. Bad. I'll knock all this stuff over. <laughs> but I like Mariah well, too. But, yeah, no, for her comment about, like, that's why I said I think she hypersexualizes black men because she's very, she's very, she's always been vocal about her, like, attraction to black men, but her, her need to be, I guess, like, marry a white man. That's why she was married to Freddie. Because even if you watch the show, like, her Man Crush Monday selections would be the complete opposite of her husband. So it would always be, like... Jeezy or The Rock or I don't know any other fine black man out there. The Rock but, is Samoan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he yeah. is, but we count him. Do Everybody, we, we yeah. Invite people to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Twitter, so I what didn't invite made? him, but he's been there. They've <laughs> invited funny. him, but whatever. Good luck to Jeezy and Jeannie. Hopefully, yeah. you know that works out. Hopefully. It doesn't become problematic, and she gets canceled. I hope not either, because I just, I guess comments like that just... Cancel her. 
they always just stick in the back of your mind. So yeah. I had to pull this up because I couldn't remember his name because the Bears have gone through transitions. But a player on the Bears, Charles Leno, he got, proposed to his girlfriend last season. Um, oh, that's cute. She is white. He is black. Um, but there was issues regarding past Twitter posts from her that were negative about black men. I mean, oh, I these are from years ago. Yeah, and I mean, it was briefly brought up and then kind of swept under the rug. And I imagine they're still happily planning their wedding, which is great. But I guess, and I, this is for them to work out. This is for them. That's, that's their life. I guess for me, it always, it just sits in the back of your mind when people make comments that are very like fetishizing about, thank you. I was mm-hmm. wondering where it went. Yeah. Lost my earring, y'all. But it always sits in the back of my mind when non-people of color or those who are white-passing minorities make comments like that and then proceed to date those people, like the people that they fetishize. Yes. Like, it's just, it it rubs me the wrong way. It's not mm-hmm. my business at the end of the day, yeah. but it just always rubs me the wrong way. It's just like, it's just, it's something interesting. Yeah, I guess it's just something... Yeah, I guess it just like rubs you the wrong way. It's just kind of like yeah. okay. you can have a you can you can have a type, you can have a preference. I'm here for that, but it's just like well, we at need the same to talk time. about the difference between like types and preferences and racism and discrimination and fetishism. <laughs> yeah. like very look, you cannot. I mean, your fetishism. preference can be rooted in racism. Very true. That's true. Very often. Yes, and it I is. think that's yeah. something that should be discussed. Like I'm, I'm happy for them if they're happy. I'm happy. Whatever. Like I'm not knocking them. I'm not saying he's wrong. You know, for dating her, or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. It's just that when somebody has a history or a track record of making comments like that, it does become concerning. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But I'm sure they've had a conversation about it. If yeah. he's happy, and I think I'm people, happy. I give people the opportunity to grow, especially yeah. if it's been years, 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 years. years. Mm-hmm. People can learn and open their minds to things and be different and have different thoughts it's just you know everything's on the internet now so like it's gonna get brought back up but if this is stuff from like six seven eight nine ten years ago it's like okay well you can remember that and then question it a little bit and say hey you remember when you said this and then give that person an opportunity to be like yes I remember when I said that I'm sorry like that's especially um, non-minorities or yeah or like I guess white passing like I think there's an opportunity for growth and development but we have to be willing to give that give people that opportunity to to do that sometimes it's not genuine and that's but you know when they're when they're not when they're not genuine I think we kind of can see that but so it's like a fine line it's tough but yeah, that's interesting. But well, congratulations to Jeezy and Jeannie mm-hmm. in their relationship. Yeah, that's Con- like her dream. She's dating her dream man. It's so, hope, like, ladies. It's hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. But speaking of dating and relationships and all that fabulous stuff, that kind of brings us to our Shea Butter topic for the week. And talking about how do we identify some red flags in relationships that may not necessarily come off as red flags at first. Um, so 
Yeah. We're going to title this, I'm going to head out. <laughs> so these are three things, ladies, where you should head out. Or at least highly consider. <laughs> think about it. Yeah, Dance. just think about, think about your relationship. Yeah. So we that. have like three specific topics that we all want to individually cover. Um, so for me, I want to talk a little bit about gaslighting. Um, and then Kaylin will talk about love bombing, which I wasn't familiar with the term. So I think it's a good thing to discuss. And then Mia is going to talk about family boundaries. I was going to say familial, familial, Uh familial boundaries. (laughs) I knew I wasn't going to say it right. So I just didn't. And then we also have a male perspective here to talk about some red flags that we women can give off because you know, we all have toxic tendencies as we talked about in our last episode. For sure. And we don't want to be biased. So, yeah, let's get the show a roll. Okay, so to start off, I would like to give um, an official definition for gaslighting, because um, that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit. So, gas to gaslight somebody means to manipulate by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. And so I think this is something that maybe a lot of people have, have experienced, whether it be from loved ones so it could be somebody you're in a relationship with family members can gaslight you friends can gaslight you but it's like a manipulation tactic basically um and definitely a huge red flag because that is now treading into psychological or emotional abuse um and that type of abuse is definitely equally as impactful as physical abuse i think when people think of abuse they usually think of someone hitting them um or something or putting their hands on them in some sort of way but abuse can come in so many forms even like economic abuse is something that happens a lot Mm -hmm. um but people just don't realize that oh that's damaging or that's abusive Mm -hmm. so um gaslighting let me try to think of an example okay so an example would be let's say you're dating somebody and let's say that you happen to find some information that you necessarily didn't want to see. Maybe it was like messages. How you see the messages? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So who's really toxic here? Boundary issues. So let's say that someone... I got a good example. Somebody gaslit me once. (laughs) How did I come across this? Oh, never mind. I can't. (laughs) So, okay, let's say you did go through somebody's phone. That is a boundary issue and that's, you know, we'll talk about that maybe in another episode because that's also toxic and problematic (laughs) so while you were being toxic you stumbled across (laughs) some messages that you find to be inappropriate for your partner to be having this conversation with someone else um and you would consider it to be cheating you find these messages and like let's say you don't say anything about it and you want to kind of like mull it over think about how you want to approach it and so you bring it up later and then you say, I saw these messages or what's going on with this. And they say, I don't know what you're talking about. There were no messages. I've never did that. Like, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Ooh. This makes me think of every episode of Mari that I've ever seen. <laughs> I found the I mean, y'all both in, in his the room, car. So of course you're going to lie. I mean, we all wrong here. <laughs> True. So, yeah, yeah. Like, trying to make you feel unstable or trying to make you question yourself even though you're solid in what you 
know or what you saw if you have quote-unquote proof but that person kind of is being dismissive or trying to flip it on you um, to make it somehow how you're wrong even if you were okay even if you were wrong (laughs) I feel like that also happens on a more subtle way too like in couples like not even like in the extreme of like cheating or things like that um but I've worked with clients where like they're like I know we had this conversation we definitely had this conversation and the other person's like we never talked about that ever and if I can tell you word for word what, what, the, what it was. About. And, and it's like, like, nah, we never talked about that. You can forget <laughs> stuff sometimes yes, because <laughs> I have had, some people, maybe my mom or my husband will be like, yeah, we talked about that. And I genuinely am like, I don't remember having that conversation, but I think how you go about having that conversation, because you cannot remember and that's okay, but if your goal is to try to make them, <laughs> like, forget or make them question themselves so you can say I don't remember we definitely could have and I'll take your word for it I just don't remember yeah and that's the key like the intention behind it there's actually a movie I think that's where the I'm not gonna say that's where the term came from I think it is from a movie yeah but it's I think the movie is called Gaslight it's called like gaslighting or gaslit something. I think yeah. it did come from a movie. It was like her her husband, she was married and her husband like slowly did something with the lights, like would make them dimmer. And she was like, does it look like dimmer in here? And he'll be like, no. But you know good and well you did something and to he the was, light. And he was like messing with a gaslight or something. Uh-huh. And then like it got to the point where she ended up getting like hospitalized or something because she thought like she was going insane. But I know I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about gaslighting as well. And she shared the example of how her partner at the time, like she would put her keys, like hang your keys on the thing. Mm-hmm. And her partner would like move them. And then she'll be like, no, I know. I thought I sat them there. He'll be like, no. And then they'll be like on the couch or something. Is this an entire movie about people just being petty to each other? <laughs> the, the movie, yes. But this is like an actual real life example of somebody that was on a podcast I was listening to. Oh. Talking about how her partner used to gaslight her. And it got to the point where like she was on medication because they really thought she was losing her mind. Because, like, every day. But my thing is, like, if you gotta write stuff down, like, if you know, like, this person, like, I know I put my keys down, like, I hung my keys up at 3.05, I went to the bathroom, I came back, they were gone. No, Mm -hmm. you moved them. Yeah. Period. And, like, that is that small little stuff. Yeah. But the person doing it is doing it for a purpose. Like, if your partner is intentionally trying to get you on like medicate and like they know that they've been doing these things but they're so set in their ways and doing it that they would allow you to get on a medication that you don't need and the whole time they know that it was them mm-hmm. that's disgusting honestly honestly so but like it happens that's it, too much work it, it, it it's is very it's like, like i'd rather just drug you <laughs> <laughs> but what? what's that but I do I gotta edit that out too? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that goes with the whole like snakes and cobra thing when we talk about violence in relationships. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, it's cobras and uh that was oh, the cobra is the snake, isn't it? Yeah, it's cobra. <laughs> I was definitely like oh. What was it? I, I wasn't gonna say nothing. Oh, <laughs> it's let it ride. It's something like loud and boisterous a loud, boisterous animal like bulls and cobras or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, pit bulls and cobras pit bulls, maybe. Like so like the pit bull or like we learned about in the ethics class and we talked about it in the gotman training 
Yeah, we the did. Gay video example. I don't know. I gotta Google it because it's gonna bother me. So while you look at the other one, the other one is definitely a cobra, and so I think a manipulation tactic that a cobra would use is definitely gaslighting. So they mm-hmm. do kind of like small. They do small things to instill fear. So they'll manipulate. They'll intimidate. They use intimidation tactics. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it, it's pit bulls and cobras. Okay, yeah. So like pit bulls are just like very like they're the people who you would open about it like yeah physical like there's no like meticulous but cobras are very like slow and meticulous like most gaslighters will be considered cobras because that takes a lot of energy yeah so like deleting numbers out of somebody's phone and then be like your mother never called you yes and she didn't call you because she is forgetful or she didn't yeah. really care and about you yeah, yeah. Like they're really like that yeah they're yeah. really trying yeah. to like just isolate you to get you into a position where they can fully control you without mm-hmm. a friend or a family member coming in and being like yeah hey are you okay like right. no one's around anymore to ask mm-hmm. and or like, like when family members or friends do ask like are you okay and then the partner that's doing the gaslighting it's like now nah, they're just trying to be in your business they're trying to control yeah. you things like that gaslighting yeah mm-hmm. trying to make you think differently about isolation reality tactic. reality <laughs> yeah it's yeah. really an isolation tactic yeah and it goes with that whole like the whole purpose is to control and manipulate you mm-hmm. crazy stay yeah. woke sis stay yeah. woke so red flag number one all right gaslighting mm-hmm Red flag number two, which doesn't necessarily look like a red flag at first, is love bombing. And love bombing is defined as the practice of showering, showering. (laughs) Ever since I got braces, I cannot talk. Whatever. A person with excessive affection and attention in order to gain control or significantly influence their partner's behavior. So again... When you first get into a relationship, there's automatically this assumption that we're in the honeymoon phase, right? So the difference between honeymoon phase and love bombing is that with love bombing, like one minute they're totally like idealizing you and you're the best thing ever. And then within like the blink of an eye, they cut you down and like like make you feel small as a means to like control you. Mm -hmm. Um, So eight signs of love bombing. Is things move really fast. Um, so you meet this person and then you went on like one, two dates. And then all of a sudden you're in a monogamous, exclusive relationship. Then you're moving in together. Then you're planning kids. That's one. Two, um, immediate promises of about the future. So you meet this person and they're just like, yes, um, we're going to get married. I'm going to buy you this big white house with this mm-hmm. picket fence. We're going to have all these kids and have swings in the backyard. Um, three will be lavish with gifts and romantic gestures, um, constant communication, like literally constant communication. Um, your honeymoon phase ends very quickly because the love bombing starts taking place. And then let's see, making unreasonable demands and expectations, begin exploiting your insecurities. And then lastly, relationships, um, become an unending cycle of emotions. So... You're either like really up or you're really down or like you're just all it's a whole roller coaster. Vivian Green, emotional roller coaster vibes. You're I being love bombed. Emotional <laughs> roller coaster I can't sing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's love bombing. And when we think about like society and how we've been influenced to think about relationships 
having like all those things happen to you in a relationship seems good. Like we want that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, he brings me flowers all the time or he makes sure it's like he talks to me all day because he cares about where I'm at or I'm safe or what have you. But it's like, no sis, you're being love bombed. And most love bombers are narcissists. Um, fun fact, I was love bombed one point in time. If you're listening, you know you did it. Oh, Forget oh. you. <laughs> but whatever. So ways that you can stay like stay woke, sis, and make sure you're not being love bombed is to stay connected to your body and your feelings. And when I say that, I mean if things feel weird, chances are they are actually weird. So if you find yourself questioning, like, is this moving too fast? Or like, mm, something seems a little off about this. Like, listen to yourself. Yeah. Your body. Mm-hmm. What's that book? Your body keeps the score. Yes. It's yes. a great book, body by the way. Vessel. No, we not going to call no R. Kelly on here. Mm-hmm. My man said. Huh? You didn't mm-hmm. hear him? No. no. I didn't even say nothing. Whatever. What he say? Gaslight. He said. <laughs> 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 See, ladies, stay woke. <laughs> Don't do it. But, um, yes, pay attention to your body because your body definitely knows and your body will communicate things that your brain or your heart may not necessarily understand or be, like, open to exploring at the point at one point in time. And then also be observant. Pay attention to, like, his or her behaviors because women can love bomb too. Um, just being observant, like, are they one minute they're, like, super happy with you and then the next they're, like, super cruddy with you. Um, how do they talk about their previous relationships? How do they talk about their family relationships now? What kind of relationships do they have with people, like friendships, um, work environment, all that kind of stuff. Be woke. We want you to stay woke. Don't get love bombed. Don't get gaslit. And don't get buried with these familial boundaries. Ooh. Familial boundaries. So even though I use the word familial I feel like this also extends to friendships. So, Ooh. I always think back to Genuine song, Ain't None of Your Friends Business. Ain't none of your friends business. <laughs> because it's not. It's not at all. It's not your mama's business. It's not your daddy's business. It's not your best friend, your sister, your brother, your cousin. That's like that Rihanna and Chris Brown song. Which one? Which one? The, ain't nobody business. It was after the whole dispute. That's why I still don't understand why people are up in arms about Rihanna and Chris Brown when they have made amends and made music since then. But whatever. Cancel. It's on her. It's on her. um, What album is that? It's the one with the white cover. It has uh, like a little person on it. No, I mean she's on it. Uh, shoots. Not rated R. No, I don't know, but it's on there. It's, it's I not think that. I know what album you're talking about. It's the one where she has um the song with Eminem on it. Oh, uh, Love the Way You Lie? Yes. Okay, I know okay. what you're talking about. That's so. not Eminem yeah. album? No. Is it? No, well, actually, no, it is. No, 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 it's just a song, but I think right. it's still on that album, oh. so. Oh. Yeah, because there's two different versions yeah. to the song. I was going to say, I heard it on that trash Eminem album. <laughs> Don't comfort. <laughs> but yeah, they have a song like that too. It's not your friend. It ain't nobody's business. It's just like a playoff Michael Jackson song, I think. Yeah, so I feel like people allow 
too many other people inside their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like your friends, like of course, if there is like abuse thing taking place, like if you're being gaslit or if there is, you know, um, love bombing happening and your friends are concerned about what's going on or your family members are concerned about going on, like that's fine and dandy, but like your friends, like always being in your business saying like, well, you know, he ain't worth nothing. He's trash. Like if you pick up on like friends that are always like critiquing your partner or your relationship without any like concrete evidence or like reasoning for why they are critiquing your relationship or your partner, like that's, that's problematic. So you have Mm -hmm. to learn to set those boundaries. I feel like I hear oftentimes like with couples, um, and I feel like this can happen either way, but oftentimes men will complain and say, like, my mother-in-law is always in our business. She's always over here. She's telling us how to raise the kids and all of that. And it's just like, that's problematic. Nobody else should be making decisions for your relationship except you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the two of you need to be on the same page when you're, like, discussing what you want your relationship to look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not what your mom is telling you it should look like, not what your sister or your friend is telling you to look like. Like be certain that you're setting familial boundaries and that you're not being isolated from your loved ones. Like you can have a healthy relationship with your friends and family and still be with your partner and set boundaries. Sometimes. Oh. Say more. I mean, that's an episode for another day, but sometimes the people we love the most will try to set a boundary with you and say, like, no, it's either me or this person. So, ultimatums are also controlling yeah, and manipulative yeah. and not healthy right. and a red flag. Yes. You shouldn't have to pick, especially between family members, um, if you're close to them, like, of course you cannot be close with family. Just because someone's family doesn't mean that you like them right? or honestly even love them that much. <laughs> so, right. it, I mean, it depends. But if it's someone like, you know, your parent and you are close with your parents... And they're like, it's either me or your mom. That's an impossible ultimatum, or it's me or your child. Like, mm-hmm. that's an impossible decision, and they know that. Um, and they're, you know, it's a form of, like Mia said, ma- manipulation. Mm-hmm. Your partner should not be giving you ultimatums. Now, with that, I'm not saying that boundaries don't come up. We've talked about, like, hard lines of, like, this is it, this this is what I cannot stand and I would be out for. But it all goes back to having like a deep conversation about like what your concern is and why. Like what are your feelings mm-hmm. around this? Not because this person is taking up too much of your time. So it's either me or them. Or even this doesn't even have to necessarily happen with people. But like if you have, if you're career driven, you know, yes, you can be a workaholic and maybe neglect some of your relationships that's fine I get that like that's a conversation to be had but if your partner just wants you to stay at home all day and it's like you either you need to quit your job or I gotta go Mm -hmm. because I need you to be home all the time Mm -hmm. like ultimatums shouldn't happen but boundaries familial boundaries friend boundaries you need to be able to discern between when there's actual concern and how that message is being conveyed to you versus having a loved one that's just in your business yeah Mm -hmm. like why your husband always working so late why are you concerned about that why are you so worried about it (laughs) i'm not worried does he work late late? does he work late every night 
of the week. Like how you know his schedule. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's things like that. Yeah. Well, I have a question because I have been like guilty in oversharing sometimes about details of my relationships. And then when you share information with your friends, sometimes your friends form their own opinions and then they look at you a little sideways when you stay in this relationship. I've been guilty of oversharing. I've been guilty of like judging some friends. Like, well, why are you still in this relationship if you're not happy? But again, it's your decision. So how, what is the line between reaching out for support and like having that support system to talk about things when things aren't necessarily peaches and cream and rainbows and unicorns? And what is the line with you just talk too much? Like oversharing your information in your relationship? Yeah. Conversation. Yeah, I think that you have to be aware and cognizant of the fact that whatever, they don't love your partner like you do. Like, they like them because you like them. Or or they might like them as a person. Maybe they know them too. Um, But they don't love them like you love them. And so things, they're not going to look at things the same way that you do. Um, So when you share, I think you should reach out for support but remember that the things that you share you might forget or move on but that doesn't mean the people you're sharing with are going to move move on too and I think it also depends on like what you're sharing yeah so because they family and friends can be protective for a reason Mm -hmm. so like if your partner oh my gosh we got into a fight and he like pushed me against the wall they're gonna be like he did what? Excuse me? I'm calling Pookie in now. He's riding out. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be That's worried it. about that. And, like, honestly, you should be worried about that, too. So, right. and, you know, and I, and it's not, things escalate very quickly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And small things can turn into huge things where now they're punching you in the face. But it obviously didn't start out that way. But, I mean, along the lines, it's not that easy to just leave a relationship. Right. Um, especially one that's using manipulation and abuse as a form of control definitely not easy to do that no but sometimes i think you also like mia said discernment of like when you know your friends and family are just kind of talking to talk and then when Mm -hmm. there's actual worry and concern i think when there's actual worry and concern like your gut probably is also worried and concerned too telling you too and you're getting that validation that you already knew the answer to but that family member or friend is just kind of like hey sis like mm-hmm. this is going on yeah but I think also too with that and I feel like there's just like so many like facets to this but like one like with your partner like abuse aside but still kind of there is knowing what's okay to take outside of the relationship and mm. what are things that yeah, needs to right. stay within the relationship because That's good. just because you have problems in your relationship and you may need to vent or whatever outside of your partner because neither one of you are being objective in that moment or at all because of your relationship in the relationship. I'm very objective. (laughs) Um. You may feel the need that like, I just need to tell somebody. So you run and call your sister, your best friend, whatever. And maybe that's something that didn't need to go outside of the relationship. And like how you talk about it. And how you talk about it. It's how you're talking about it because it could be a small thing and you're mad. So you're calling them all kinds of names Mm -hmm. and you're like, this painting this, this. yeah so they're gonna be like over like you know what i mean and so like oh he out here being trash right (laughs) and so 
you were escalated and you were painting it in a certain light even though like maybe it wasn't necessarily like that so now you've gone and taken that to them and so now they're not gonna like move on from that and you're gonna be like oh that that wasn't that big of a deal because now you're calmed down and they're like okay well you were saying x y and z so are you okay are you sure it's not that big of a deal right so like you can talk and vent to people but i think be careful about Mm -hmm. the way you're talking and venting about your significant other and then also i guess the reverse too for family members be careful about how you talk and vent about your family members or friends to your partner as well Mm, that's good yeah that's a good one that's That's a good good. one but just be careful yeah yeah just find a therapist your therapist ain't gonna tell nobody exactly and there are a Therapy as club. objective as they possibly can be. Mm-hmm. They're su- well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be. Yeah. Hashtag therapy wins. <laughs> so can you confess to a crime in therapy? No. Yes. I mean, yes, but we're going to tell. Yeah. So with that, oh, I will answer this question. Ethically. Ethically. If, it's, if you've already done it, mm-hmm. you can confess and that is kept confidential. If you are premeditating and you tell me that you're going to, you're planning to. Mm-hmm. I have a duty to warn. Well, you know what I'm saying? It, like, what if depends. I whacked somebody like six months ago? Well, it and it also it depends, depends on, on the statu- level. Yeah, it depends on the statute of limitations. Too. It depends yeah. on the statute of limitations. Um, like, typically, it, I think the ethical codes, don't quote me, don't quote me, don't quote me, believe if it's something that's already done, mm-hmm. no. no. But our job is duty to protect yeah so our we err more on the side of preventative care yeah making sure that the other person isn't hurt right so but what if i killed somebody like it ain't no hurting them no more then no technically no i can't i can't breach confidentiality you have something you want to tell us no not at all (laughs) (laughs) i think that's on your own i guess like moral code because i feel like if you told me that, like, yes, I, like, killed my child and they're in my freezer right now, um, I don't yeah, feel I mean, like yeah, I can, like, yeah. I feel yeah. like I can't be, like, what? Okay. Well, okay. You have, well, you have to think about it because some people go to therapy to process, like, crimes that they have committed. Right. Yeah. So, it, it's tricky. It's, like, ethics, but then, like, your own, like, individual moral code. Like, yeah. I, people come to us who are actively doing drugs, but I'm not going to go yeah, report right. you to the, pl- right. like, I know they're doing crack. So right. like, yeah. Like I had a client come to the session lit. Yeah. Lit. Off of what? I don't even know. <laughs> he was lit though. I was like, I cannot see you. You have to go home. But I'm not going to like send you home. Yeah. And like call the cops. Right, like right, that's not right. what, no, that's yeah, not no, the no. purpose, but seek therapy. If you are needing to vent, in a healthy manner to have an objective person listen and help you process through your feelings, yeah. you know, whatever it is with your partner, your friends, whatever. Seek therapy. Yeah. And when we think about boundaries, there's a really good book by Henry Cloud. I think that's his name called Boundaries. And I refer that book to all of my clients. Um, and I've read it myself like twice, I think. And it's just a really clear-cut book on, like, the importance of boundaries and how do you establish boundaries with the people you love. Because if you're not used to doing that, it's really hard to do it. 
And it's harder to do it the closer the relationship because mm-hmm. I, you give more grace and patience and understanding to the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your mother comes over every single day, it's like, well, I don't want to tell my mama to stop coming over here. But mama needs to stop coming over here because I got yeah. my own list of things I need to get done for the day. But, yeah. so. mm-hmm. but that's those are our top three red flags from the female perspective. Oh. Oh, that's what y'all was doing this whole time? What? <laughs> My bad. I was playing solitaire. Oh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, my turn? Yes. Yeah, so what are some red flags that men are need to be cautious of in relationships with women? Uh, what type of relationships that she got? What type of relationships she been in? What type of friends she got? Is she good with money? Has she spent her time? I mean... That's red flags for for me. Everybody got their own little thing. What about those things? Yeah, red say flags, more. Though? Like if she got some trash ass friends, then edit. My bad. Oh <laughs> man, what we got a minute, an hour twelve. I mean, if she got some um some friends who don't align with your moral code or your principles, then that'll probably rub off on her, and then it'll trickle down to y'all relationship because. She's bringing a trashness from her friendship and the y'all stuff, and it's like, nah. And if she got a, tra- a dysfunctional family, then she probably don't know how to, you know, how to, I don't know, how to, like, family structure that you need in a, in a relationship. Because outside of all that love stuff, like, I'm still your friend. Like, I'm going to still take care of you. But if you don't know how to do that, because you, all you know is dysfunction, then, yeah. And if you bad with money, you just bad with money. You can get better with money, though. You can nah, get better with money. that's a huge red flag. Like, nah, bro. But if you never learned how to or, manage money. No, nah, I ain't going to say bad with money. You just got to know how you use money. Like, are you a consumer? Do you know how to save? Two consumers probably shouldn't get in a relationship because y'all probably always going to be broke. So is it more so the fact that she is incapable of being mindful of her money or is it her unwillingness to work towards being better with her money? Both. You can't knock somebody for ignorance. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you definitely can. If you don't know, you don't know. Ignorance that's is fine. bliss. Ignorance yeah, if you don't know, you don't blissful. know. That's, that's cool. I hope you know. I'm just not going to rock with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's but, your boundary. But when, you, yeah, but like, when you're in relationships, though... Isn't like when you're in a relationship with somebody, shouldn't you help? I'm not gonna say shouldn't you, but most people expect to be in relationships where you learn from your partner and grow together. Yeah. But if that foundation ain't already there, like you don't get the concept of saving money, you don't know how to put money up, you're impulsive, you don't got no financial discipline, that ain't nothing I can teach. But it's a conversation you can have and say, like, Honey, you know, I really would like to sit down and talk about our finances. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the goals that I have for us for the future. You know, I'd like for us to get a house one day. Um, I'd like for our cars to be paid off or us to get new cars. You know, if you're having kids, you know, I'm considering private school for our kids. Like, let's really talk about like finances. Like, how do we start to work towards that goal? Smart goals. If we're having that type of conversation, she already has a financial foundation not necessarily then i ain't with it in the first place <laughs> again 
Those are your boundaries. Yeah, those but are red just, flags for me. I'm just for me. reflecting. I mean, I don't got no um, drawn out, you know, like script like y'all had. Um, no, I'm just, this is off the top of the dome. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Because, like, there's so and... much that, like, we come into relationships with. Yeah. Like, you have the things that you bring into the relationship, and the other person has things that they bring into the relationship. And it's not necessarily the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one person's good at money and saving and they are penny pinchers and they don't spend anything at all penny pincher but then the (laughs) other person while they may be a shopper they're also very good at finding deals and couponing and shopping around price like shopping prices so if you bring those two people together and have a conversation of how do we budget and save and still be able to get the things that we want and or need but if we are, yeah, like, but if we're having that conversation, like, let's get our money better, the foundation is already there. You already get, get the saying. concept of, like, I get what you're saying. it's payday. Yeah. Let me put this here. Let me put this here. Right. And all that good stuff. Let's have a, it's a conversation. So, like, if you go into a relationship, like, I feel like most couples don't start off, like, all right, we need to have a budget, joint bank account, whatever. This is what, how much money this goes to X, Y, Z or whatever. Like that doesn't just start off from the beginning. No, but once but you, you get to that point, it's like, all right, you know, we do okay with money, but how can we do better with money? Yeah, but you know what money look like though. Like if we in that friend stage and you got all this credit card debt, you got car notes, <laughs> you don't own your phone. Like, <laughs> nah. But I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like though, that's very common, and I don't want to just say for millennials because it's not just for millennials. But the world has changed; things are different. Yeah, people things are a lot more co- stupid. Some people are not aware of financial, like financial literacy, is a thing. And like even me myself, like I'm still learning. Like there's yeah. a lot that I know, but there's mm-hmm. a lot that I don't know, mm-hmm. and I'm still learning that. And I I have a partner that knows more about finances than I do. Praise the Lord for him because <laughs> I'm like, like, I think I said in the last episode, like, I pay bills, that's it. Like, I can pay my bills on time. I pay more than the minimal that's due, and I've always done that since I've had, like, credit cards or and that's whatever. that's a great foundation. Beyond that, and I used to be good at saving, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I'm just like... I'm still going to buy this iced coffee every day. (laughs) And it's not, I consciously know it's not a wise decision because the amount of money I spend on coffee in a week is irresponsible. Yeah, it's probably thousands at the end of the year. At the end of the year, I bet you I probably have spent a good grand on coffee that I did not need because we have a Keurig, we have a cabinet full of K-Cups. How are you going to Starbucks all the time? Because that is the part of me that is not financially <laughs> responsible. But my bills are paid. I still pay my bills. Yeah, so I'm like, my, I pay my bills and then I buy me like a little, you did it, girl. You know, if there are, there are some weeks where I'm like, all right, I got a couple extra bucks to do Starbucks. And then I have the other weeks, like I have a whole like compartment in my car where it's like strictly like change and like loose dollars. And I'm like, it's a Dunkin' Day. Yeah, because I can get a coffee for I mean, like a dollar and twenty seven cents. Uh-huh. You could let it sit there and just put it somewhere. You know, put a couple hundred in Bitcoin. I do that now. It has not grown much because I forget about it. What Bitcoin? Bitcoin. Oh, what? What you? Oh no, not Bitcoin. I thought you. No, just investing in general. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In general. Yes. Yeah. 
But I'm still learning about like investments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think my biggest red flag would be like your past relationships in general. Like if you don't got no exes that you like or you friends with, you don't got no homegirls for X amount of time, or you just don't got no friends, period. Like what have you been doing this all the time? Some people that's interesting. I mean, because I'm I'm an interesting person. So it's like if I can have healthy relationships with people, why can't you? I'm going to get my edges You know what? I think it's interesting. I think I'm triggered. And I don't triggered. necessarily disagree on, like, what does your relationship look like with your exes? Do you hate every... All your exes were probably... I know exes can be problematic, but, like, you know, let's say you have, like, ten exes. Every single last one of them was the problem. All of them? Like, you had right. no... That's the common... De- that's what's the common had, that's, cons- that's concerning. That like is you concerning. Have no res- you can't be like... Yeah, well, I was also like this, but you know, they did some stuff too, so it didn't work. But it's literally like, nope, it was all them. They were all wrong, and they were all crazy. They and they were all, all your horrible. All your exes people. are crazy. Come on, that's I, problematic. I, what's, the, what's the common denominator? Exactly. I have only had two serious relationships, and the previous one did not work out, obviously. But I, at first, was like, no, it was all him, because it was. But then I learned. The more I, like, grew as a person, as a woman, it was like, okay, like, you had your little toxic tendencies, too. Mm -hmm. Very much so, like, pursue withdraw pattern happening. It's just like, you know, you have to own your part in that as well. However, we ain't friends. I didn't say you had to be friends. I just, No, I'm just saying, even with that level of maturity, knowing, like, it was both of us, like, I'm still not going to be your friend. Also, before no. I forget, be mindful of people that say all men are trash and all women are trash. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Black men don't cheat, boy. <laughs> we said black all women don't cheat either. Black women don't cheat at all. Harlots. Ever. <laughs> 121. It's <laughs> harlot. You can't say harlot. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. That's funny. But yeah, I no. appreciate that movement, though. Thank you. If only everyone felt like that. I'm not saying that. I feel like anybody from any background can cheat. No, black men don't cheat. But I I appreciate the positive affirmation. I appreciate that. Black boys. Yeah, I get that. I get get the 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 attention behind it. I understand the. I believe the intention is to kind of push that narrative and build that. That mm-hmm. ideal that black men don't cheat because I do feel like it. they don't <laughs> cheat. I'm done. He said it was black boys. <laughs> right, black boys cheat. <laughs> black men don't cheat. We even got a song. What's we the black this, woman don't cheat song? We had this conversation though. How do you black know you hold it down? I'm just we gonna period. say that. Yeah. But we had this conversation this morning though. Like, how do you know you are with a black man? Because he ain't cheating on you. But then, like you said uh, earlier, he could regress. And turn into a black boy. But wait a minute. He can. He can have any other toxic tendencies besides cheating. Because I feel like there's just so many other problematic things that can happen in a relationship. Oh, yeah. We don't get to them. But right now, black men don't cheat. But but then we're not guaranteed to be with black men, though. Because if there's the possibility. Exactly. So black men can regress into a black boy and cheat. But until that happens, he's a black man. But then women don't find comfort in like... Then the the movement just shouldn't be a movement. It isn't. Why? Oh, because if there's a possibility... If, if there's a possibility that you can regress into a black boy, 
I mean, Why set us up for black men don't cheat? I mean, it's you a, like, I, oh, I'm so happy my black man, he don't cheat. Then five years later, like, oh, I ended up um, with a black boy. I also boy. like to point out that I think a little bit of you knows who you're dating. That's like, true. A little bit of you knows who you're dating, even if you want to, like, overlook, there's always some sort of sign so you know who you're dating. That's very true. I find comfort in knowing that my partner will not cheat on me. Exactly. I mean, I could just slap you right now, and then, you, you know, that'd be it, but... You're not living in that fear of like, oh, he's going to slap me all the time. Why are you living in that fear that I'm going to cheat on you? That's true. All right, touche. Touche, my man. Nah, I should slap you. I don't want to. (laughs) Cut that out. I don't want to (laughs) know. I don't want to knock the black man don't cheat because I'm all, I'm here for it. I'm I mean, here for the I positive affirmation. It. Yeah, I appreciate it. I Just think. like, I feel like it's like the, the black girl magic thing. Oh yeah, Are for sure. Are all black girls magical? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that would include Stacey Dash. She doesn't even include herself. So if she doesn't right. include herself. Like, no, no, no. How come right I have there. to? Yeah. She's like, we gonna get a letter from her people. We doing what? Like, excuse me. I did not well, participate. I think, I think that, and you're right, like, not living in the fear of like, okay, I might end up with a black boy. Okay, that's fair. And I do think that, that narr- the narrative about black men does need to change. Because exactly. it's been negative since the history of forever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I am appreciative of that. And I think that social media is doing a a fairly decent job at starting to show black men in a different light. Did Charlemagne start that movement? Black men don't cheat. I feel like I just thought it was ironic that all the men that started it cheated. But okay, but they've grown. They've grown. The I know. Men. I know. Yeah, I got it. Black men don't You're cheat. very passionate about this. Because we don't cheat. I got it. You don't cheat. I got it. Do <laughs> you have you a cheat. black men don't cheat T-shirt? Not yet. <laughs> I'm gonna it's get in you the one. Works. I'm gonna get you a black man. I'm don't here cheat for it. I I am glad that Charlemagne and DJ Envy and other men that fall in that category that now. Reps the black man don't cheat. I am glad they have been delivered. Yes. DJ Envy light skin. Yes. don't count. You, you like skin. Like so? I'm colorist <laughs> against my light skin people. Please don't tell me I gotta edit that out. <laughs> it's about to be like Cut that. <laughs> it's only light skin men though. You can't. Only light skin men cheat? No, I'm lying. Huh? No, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, they just, you know. That is so colorist. You can't so. proudly promote colorist colorism just because it's on the opposite. <laughs> Usually, it's maybe people discriminating against. Dark yeah, you're going people. against my research right now. <laughs> can't do that. Can't make me look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Anyway, man, black men don't cheat. You know, faithful black man of the year four times in a row. What they give? Do they give y'all awards for this now? I don't know. We we gotta I was start a watching, conference. I was watching the Breakfast Club once, and it was an episode with Don and Four from Black Ink Chicago. Okay. And they were on it because Don has been known to cheat on his wife okay, multiple so times on the show. Okay, so and, we got a black boy. Wait, no, listen. And Four has been known to cheat on his girlfriend from time to time. They wait, are over. Are are they women black? Yes. Okay. They're so, black boys. Well, no, they're black men because no, they're boys. I, no, no, no. I was going to say because she asked like, "Is there an award for this or whatever?" But on the show, Charlamagne was like, "It's been like fourteen years since I cheated on my wife," 
And then four was like, not four, Don, I think he was like, yeah, it's been like a year for me or whatever. Like, I haven't cheated on her in a year. And there's like, good. And they like praised each other for that. And I thought that was like, at first I was like, what kind of malarkey is this? But then I was like, okay, they are shifting the narrative. Kind of like, and cheating is like an addictive behavior. And like AA, like you celebrate being clean for X amount of years. So I guess like being faithful can be celebrated as well but for I X think amount it's, of years. If I you're feel like in there's a, different levels uh-uh. to cheating though. Like there's like agree. repeated cheating and then there's like. Well, because here's my thing. Because <laughs> my thing is if you went into the relationship and both of you are with the understanding that it's a monogamous relationship, then you know what that means. And I don't feel like I need to praise you for stuff you know you're supposed to be doing. It's almost like the narrative of like dads being active dads. Yeah. You're supposed to be an active father. Like I feel But that I don't... ain't the narrative though. And everybody not doing what they so they supposed to do. It's people that are not even paying their bills. That's true. So but we you don't, don't celebrate. But we don't people. celebrate people who are paying their bills though. Uh-huh. Or, nice. Your lights stay on, but your you, car stay on. But your nobody driveway. is like, you know what? Good job for good job for paying the rent this month. For paying month. the rent this month. Maybe Geico we should. Gave me Fifteen dollars. Oh they can't do that too. Aggressive bought for me fifty and I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> like we got all these black men ain't nothing songs and movies and books and then black men don't cheat come out and people want to stop it. Like <laughs> No Scrubs was like the number one song That's in my the song. country. No. That's a bad. I don't know. But black men don't That's cheat can't crack top ten. I See? think we should save that for a different topic because that is a very interesting. I'm here for black man, don't she? I really yeah, am. I, I think that is a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have Jonesy come back and continue to promote and I want share the whole his show thoughts. here. Um, but shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross and her new hair care line called Pattern. Although Tracy is a 3B, 3C hair texture. I don't know what any of that stuff means. I just, I'm a 4C. I just throw my unit on and keep it pushing. <laughs> I'm going to just put my wig on and keep it pushing. <laughs> and you can do that too, sis. Yeah. But pattern um, caters to all curly, kinky hair patterns. Mm-hmm. So shout out to it's, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, it's organic. It's or, organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so no bad stuff in it. No toxins. No sulfates. Tracy Ellis Ross is queen. I she love her. Is. She, she, is. Love she has her. been slept on forever. Way too long. Way yeah. too long. I will sleep on her for a minute. I I love her. I will. I think I woke up when Blackish came out. Same. I also love Blackish. Yeah, I know. Really. Well, she was she was dope on Girlfriends. Yeah, she got right. her, she her, was her character got on my last. Joan. Joan. <laughs> you leave Joan. Joan was a mess. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joan got on my nerves, but. Yeah. But yeah, also, because we have a lot of black girl magic this week. Shout out to Serena Williams winning her 100th U.S. Open singles match. Mm-hmm. They try to the keep goal. her down. They Never. try to keep her down. They cannot. They just can't. She had Alexia. Is that is that a baby name? Alexis? Alex, I think her name is Alexia and her husband's name is Alexis. No, they have the same name. I think it's Alexia and his is Alexia too. Yeah. Yeah, so she had the baby, and it was that whole like, oh, you gotta start from scratch because you ain't playing in so long. And look at sis, she just didn't miss a beat at Not all. One. Still phenomenal, still killing the game. I'm obsessed as a pro. Like, well, I'm not gonna say I was a pro tennis player, but I feel like she's like the as a Beyonce of sports. She is definitely she is. the Beyonce of sports. 
Especially in the tennis world. Yeah. Ooh, yes, she is course. who I looked up to when I played tennis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't nearly as good as her. But I tried. Thank you, Serena. It's that inspiration. Mm-hmm. We need more black faces in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Of course. And then also, shout out to Lizzo um, for making it to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 list. I Now, Lizzo is somebody that I was late to the bandwagon for. Now I really like Lizzo, but I was it took me a while to kind of get there. I just I guess her music wasn't as big and then I don't really listen to the radio, so it was kind of like I just kept missing her stuff. But I like Truth Hurts. I like Like a Girl. I like a bunch of her songs. So Juice is my stuff. I have not listened to one Lizzo song. You ain't missing nothing. Listen, uh, y'all not gonna come for Lizzo. Yeah. I'm not coming for her. I'm just saying I haven't listened to her. I want to. I like, I saw you. her on the VMAs and she, her performance was empowering. Like, how many black girls do you know get on stage and play the flute and twerk at the same time? Well, playing it well. Play it well? Yeah. She wasn't twerking well, though. We won't talk about that. We're talking about the We're talking about the skills. fact that she multitasked. Yes, multitasking. I could twerk and play the saxophone. I want to see it. it. No. <laughs> Same psych right now. <laughs> Do it. I want to see. But congratulations to her because I know yeah, that you know it. she's been working really hard to, to get where she's at. And mm-hmm. she doesn't fit the stereotypical mold of like what usually gets popular. Mm-hmm. There's usually a prototype. Yeah. Uh, and she's not the prototype. And she still meet it. And that's empowering. And, you know, having people see themselves in celebrities is is important so. and not have people like azalea banks discredit we don't talk take away we don't say her name i just i had to throw it out there Mm-mm. i want to know how many times she's made it to number one settle <laughs> she blocked me on twitter what she blocked you on twitter i got blocked by a lot of people on twitter from Az- azalea mm-hmm. well she's blocked from twitter now i mean yeah now she is thank so. god she's what, the, from, oh, what happened forever she blocked i don't you? know i talked crazy to everybody back then um, I called him. MC Hammer broke. He blocked me. Um, but he isn't broke. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I and didn't the, lie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Who's the white female rapper from Australia? Hey. First thing. Yeah, she blocked me. <laughs> uh, it's like a long list of people to block me. I wanna, I'm gonna ask about that. Yeah. But I need we need to, to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so our next episode, we need your participation. We are going to be talking about sex, sex, and more sex with Dr. Christopher. Is it Bellows? It's Bellows, yeah. Bellows. It's not spelled like Bellows, but mm-hmm. it's Dr. Christopher Bellows, um, a really smart, intelligent, super cool sex therapist, educator, professor, advisor, clinical, clinical director. director. Mm-hmm. He's the guru of everything. Yes. So send us your questions. What questions do you have about sex? Sex. And health, how do you stay sexually mm-hmm. cognizant? Is that the right word? I sexually know. aware. Sexually yeah, sexually aware. aware. Sex positivity. You... Yes, yes, all of it. Sexuality. Body positivity. Body positivity. Sex with one person because black men don't cheat. He'll be here <laughs> Or sex to... with multiple people if you are polyamorous. Yes. And See, your partner. That, so that's, that's how you know black, that black men really don't cheat. If you're polyamorous and your partner also knows that you are you. polyamorous. Yes. That's so. a Pokemon? <laughs> A poly who? 
Go did he say is that a, po- a Pokemon? It's, it it like a Pokemon. I Go away. So again, we are talking about sex, sex, sex. If you have questions, slide in the DMs. Hit us up. Let us know. All right, everyone. That is going to wrap up episode two of Shenanigans and Shea Butter Podcast. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at shenanigans.sheabutter.podcast to keep up with us and all of our shenanigans in between the show. And most importantly, make sure to subscribe and come back to hang out with us next week. Thank you for the support, and we will talk to you guys later.